Hey, you're just starting the Trek Off podcast now, so it's a good time for you to subscribe to a new podcast, too. The Totally Super Podcast is me and my good friend Arthur reviewing every single superhero movie ever made. That's right. It's called Totally Super. It's put out by Geeks Radio. It's like Trek Off, but for superhero movies. Maybe not quite so dirty, but... It's still fun. So check out Totally Super. Search for it right now. Whatever you're listening on right now, whatever you found Trek Off on, just use that to find Totally Super and subscribe. Okay, enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. We are... Hi, welcome back. Hi. Welcome back to your welcome back to your show. We Hi. miss you. So we sound like crap today. Um, and uh, <laughs> as, as I've said in the last few episodes, um, Alexia uh, has had um, to relocate all your recording software um, or all your recording hardware. And we had a whole plan. We're going to get all set up tonight, and then we weren't able to get it set up tonight. So we are pretty close to being able to give you the quality track off. Um, but as anyone knows as anyone who's ever been involved in my sex life knows quantity is more important than quality so we're giving you more <laughs> even if it's not that good <laughs> like it's like pizza even when it's bad it's still pretty good well it's, it's like is it even when it's bad it's better than nothing i mean that's that's sort of sort of the the is that the your story that, for... <laughs> that, that, well that's that, that's that's how it's how, how i try and sell it yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen. You're just like listen. <laughs> I know. I I know. You said you're not in the mood, but really, I'm better than nothing, right? Like, <laughs> okay, it's not. I'm not gonna lie. It's not gonna be great, but no, it's better no, than no. nothing. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. So um so yeah so we're gonna be uh um don't try that line pretend... at home, people. No, no, it it it, it, it works. Less often that you, it, you, it's never overtly said, but you always sort of feel like maybe it's, it's, you know, silently understood. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I want you to imagine that, that you're on a call with us. That's the best way to do this. Cause look, look, we've had relatively pristine audio quality for a long time. Um, and the last time I think that we did a bi-phone one was, I think like right outside of, um, maybe outside of Rogue One was the last time we were like, Hey, let's talk right afterward. Um, it was, but, uh, it was, I think it was the first, I think it was the last Jedi. Maybe. Yeah, it was, it was one of those. It was some it was one, I mean, there have been a billion ones, Star Wars yeah. movies now. Um, I know, right? So. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's just like, I guess there's been more than like several in the past, you know, a couple of few years now. There's been a billion of them now. They're just constantly. Star Wars, Isn't Star that Wars, weird to think of that, that? It does that feel that way though. Our entire childhood we had three Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then since 1999, we had 1999, we had four. By the end of like 2005, we had six Star Wars movies. And it had been a good, you know, what, 10 years. So our entire yeah. time, we had three. And then for 10 years, we had six Star Wars movies. And the last... Three years, and we don't four, really like to talk more. about those three. So we really only had three. 
you know. That's not fair. That's not fair. And look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really I, is, though. <laughs> it's, weird that, that it's, it's weird the nostalgia that's coming back for the prequel trilogy, because I do think that there was, that there has been such a, um, a reverse course from the prequel trilogy that the sense of anything having that kind of corny weirdness that's in that's prevalent in all of star Wars, but then became sort of the central focus of the prequel trilogy is the corny weirdness. Um, uh, no, the, the, I don't think it's that though, because I like corny and I like weird. So yeah, but corny and madness. works, works in like the context it, of it. It's no, it's like, it's like when a director like gets high on their own ego juice, you know, like, I feel like you that can go <laughs> a couple so, of different so, ways. So George Lucas has come out. As as we know, they threw out everything George Lucas was going to do with Episode Seven, and and people who didn't like Episode Seven and Last Jedi are like, Lucas, why didn't you, why did you throw out his stuff? Why do you have all this stuff with Kylo Ren? Well, I did all just this see stuff? the prequel. <laughs> so so what that's, Lucas has that's said. That's really what you've got to say at that point. Like, I don't know if I, I don't know if Lucas was trolling the fans. Or if uh-huh. this is real, like legit. <laughs> but he said that he really would have liked to go in episode seven into sort of the microscopic world of, of Star Wars and how the midichlorians really worked. Uh-huh. Now that that's what he said. Now I don't know if, like, I don't know if he meant it or if he was like, "You fuck it, let's just say that." <laughs> Let's be, I was going to be, it was going to be Jar Jar and baby Anakin's exploration of the midichlorians <laughs> for six movies. I'm not done. I'm not, I'm not done. Pre- 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 presented, of course, as a presented, of course, as a diatribe to a silent Senate. So it's going to be essentially, so essentially biopharmaceutical Star Wars C-SPAN. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds so so intriguing. Like, By yeah, the way, I would next totally time, watch that. Next time you watch episode one and you really want to complain about it, because I've always said the biggest problem with episode one is its pacing. Right before the, it unspools, and at some point I'm sure you're going to watch prequels again because you even watch no. the things we hate, right? Um, but the oh. next time you find yourself watching episode <laughs> one, if you really want to piss yourself off, just say the words C SPAN. Right before it starts, because every time there's a, <laughs> every time there's a fucking Senate meeting, every time there's let's that's talk the more. Best, for, the, the, the worst thing is that's the best part of that fucking movie, honestly. I like the pod race. Pod race is good. Okay. Oh, fine. The pod race is fine. Darth Maul is good. Darth Maul is yes, good. Darth Maul is good, but the ridiculous fight is <laughs> this. These weird closing beds. It's that that whole thing is just terrible, as I've already talked at length about. Um, but also, like the, his mom, like, no, no, I, I don't. He's like, I don't ever want to leave you, mom. I just gotta get away. Like it, the I writing's know. terrible. The we're well, maybe that's editing. I don't know who we blame, but it's bad. Um, and I was just watching um, not too long ago. I watched like a like on YouTube actually. They have like a. 20 or 25th anniversary like Buffy like retrospective oh, yeah. type thing and I watched it 
And I remembered like how you loved Buffy initially, like when it came out, but like right when it came out, I had like liked the movie so much. I was like all pissy about the show for a while before I got into Actually, it. Let me, let, let me correct you there. I did not watch Buffy when it first came out. I made fun of Buffy and I, as a Star Trek fan, one Buffy's uh, effects weren't up to Star Trek snuff. Um, because they had a lower budget. And being a fan of science fiction, I wasn't going to watch that stupid wizard shit. Um, so, I... Oh, uh, well, well I made, for a different reason then, I guess. Because my reasoning was yeah. because I I liked... I had seen the movie and I enjoyed the film. It was funny, it was fun, and I liked it. And then I felt like, here comes this... And it's like, and it's like, serious? I don't know how I feel about this. This is dumb. Um, and then I, as I watched it more, um, this is all thanks to my sister, actually. I, I never would have seen that show if it had not been for her and her persistence in watching it. And then I wound up seeing more of it and going, oh, well, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a different kind of thing, but I guess it's its own thing and that's kind of okay. And then, and then that, of course, turned into really, really liking it. But like uh, just hearing Joss talk about it and and how he didn't, like the movie wasn't what he wanted. Like the the tenor and the tone and whatever of the movie was not what he was looking for. Was not what he had envisioned. And and the show, like he sort of unprecedentedly, even yes, particularly at the time, had control over everything. And that's why it's, that's what he wanted it to be. And I was like, and see that that can be a good thing. Like there's just there's one or two ways it can go with someone. Like because I've seen other things where it's like. I watch the, you know, director's cut and I'm, you know, versus the theatrical version or whatever. And I'm like, see, this is why you needed the producers. Because if you put this shit out, it would have been bad. It would have been not good. You it needed them to be like, yo. Well, yeah. You know, I, like, so you get kind of like, and I feel like that was true of Lucas. And it's like, then he's drinking his own ego juice and there's enough. And, you know, and, and it's, or Peter Jackson, frankly, whom I also like. But it's like, you know, by the time he's stretching a hundred page fucking little book in the three fucking epic movies, which is ridiculous. And like all the, you know why I'm going to make it CG? Because I'm Peter fucking Jackson. That's why. Who the fuck are you? Like, uh -huh. I just, again, it's just like high on their own ego juice and it goes too far. And it's like, there's nobody to kind of re reel it back. And it's like, okay, well, you needed to be kept grounded. And I feel like in a lot of ways, Joss never was that way. Like he's always kind of, had his own idea about stuff, but he, but he listened you know, to the I, other creative people around him. At least that seemed to be what I was hearing from the cast. And I think that's maybe the difference. I don't know. I think that, um, you know, certainly Joss has, has made mistakes. Um, I think the yeah, dollhouse, perfect. <laughs> I think, I think, I think the dollhouse was, um, was mistimed. I think that the first season of I dollhouse, dollhouse. Yeah, but the first season's really problematic because the show doesn't know what it is, and and the show's attitude toward women doesn't seem awesome at first. And if you if you only watch the first like six or seven episodes of Dollhouse, I could see why you might check out and be like, ah, this is this is not good. And I think that that if really? he had been allowed, I mean, have you watched I think, Iron Fist? Oh well, I, yes. Okay, there's there's Iron Fist, and I, when I say not good, I'm on a sliding scale, right? It's not. Okay. Up, just it's like, not up I'm to like, Buffy snuff. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a guy who who did Toy Story, Toy Story, Buffy, Angel, and Firefly, and and then the first six episodes of Dollhouse is this sort of the weird op, you know, 
episodic, like, like prostitution meets quantum leap type of situation. And, and it's not until the first season really gets rolling along that you see what the arc is going to be. Um, and then of course that wonderful end of the first season that jumps you into the future and you see, Oh, that's what we're doing. Um, so I feel like, I feel like, you know, that there've been missteps, alien, alien resurrection, you could say is a misstep, but again, I think that's more of a, of a, what happens when the wrong director tries to direct Joss's stuff. Um, and then Age of Ultra, well, it's Justice League. Have you, like, like Justice League is, mm. I think that Joss is, you know, by the way, have you, so breaking news, white, bleeding edge news. I'm going to jump right up the topic because we, you know, we don't have all the time in the world, but like I have a thousand things we haven't talked about. Justice League imploded <laughs> today. Today it imploded. Um, well, we've long, we, we've long known that Justice League was a, um, was a mess. Have you seen Justice League yet? No. All right, so Justice League. Is, I mean, I've heard a, that it was no good, but <laughs> it's a mess. And I still plan here's, to watch it at some point, but yeah, here's I'm the not thing about like, I gotta see it. I gotta see it, you know, because I know. Here's it's the thing crap. about Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman is a beautiful failure. It's 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 not mm. a good movie. It does a ton wrong, but it at least knows what it is, right? It, it's Batman v Superman. You can love it. You can hate it, but you can't say that it is not putting forth confident, confidently what it's doing. It's, it's out there going, this is what I am. Pump chest, you know, and you can love it or hate it, but it does that. Justice I don't know League, if that's even true, but go ahead. Justice League. Um, in, you know, we all know that Zack Snyder went off it and Joss Whedon rewrote a lot of it. So you've got like these two justice leagues in the movie one which is trying to be Avengers and one that's trying to be Batman v Superman and one that's trying to back away from the things people didn't like about Batman v Superman. And by the time you get to the end of it, you have, you know, you, you have, you know, Affleck doesn't seem to be into it. You know, I think about how much I loved Affleck in, um, in Batman v Superman. I thought he was spectacular, actually. I thought he was really good. Um, but then he's back to lazy Affleck in um injustice league it just doesn't <laughs> seem into it um you know the the terrible cgi on henry cavill's mustache um so much of the film is just like you, you just the, wonder what happened uh, the the thing i like that, that i saw recently because i think it was some like little youtube thing out they were talking about um i think they were rating the best superman and uh and ben affleck was in there and i was like wait what and I didn't. Oh, because he did Hollywood. I forgotten. Yes, I forgotten that he had done this little bit where he where he played out a like a, an actual scenario that the like first like television Batman. Yeah, he played George. He played George. He played George Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, was the first TV and, Superman, and, and, and yeah, and, and it was and this interaction with it, like a kid who had brought like a real gun to shoot Superman with. Um, and that like it was like a real story that it actually happened, and it was and it was portraying that, and I was like, oh, he was great. No, that, good. Hollywood, Hollywoodland is Hollywoodland is a wonderful film, and it really should be seen. So here's what happened today: Bleeding Edge. Like this happened the day of, of our recording. Henry Cavill was just fired as Superman. He's oh not coming back. He's either fired or quit. Ben Affleck has long been said that he's he's on his way out. He doesn't want to do it. He was you know he was going to direct, write and direct, which he's good at. By the way, he's a really good writer and director. Um, yeah, he did Argo. I know. I mean, he's really good. Um, he was going to write and direct himself, like he did in Argo, in a movie that was going to be called The Batman, and it was going to be the character that we've seen him do in Justice League and Batman v Superman, but through 
the lens of how he interprets the character, which is really interesting because he got into playing that character. So to have a guy who is so invested in what the character is, who's also a good writer and director, and is also portraying it, so there's like the movie succeeds or fails, it's on him, and he can handle that kind of pressure. He's good under that kind of pressure. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would have been really interesting, but they took the directing away from him, um, and they gave it to Matt Reeves. And now they're bringing Batman younger. Um, and they've talked about, this is really interesting as, as a casting choice. The latest casting choice I've heard about for him is Kit Harrington, who plays Jon Snow on Game of Thrones. Oh, I don't know. This guy. Uh, I don't watch that show, so I don't know him. All right. So he's got, he's got a real kind of, he's gorgeous, but also an intense, broody face. And he's a, he's mm. a solid actor. He's a, he's a good actor he's had to handle a lot and he's really good with action he's also had to do i mean you've read the books so you know he's had to do a lot of action so he's a really Mm. interesting character he's got a following of course because of game of thrones so it would be a really Mm. interesting way to go so if with him being on the docket to maybe be the batman now henry cavill is out as superman um we're in a world where aquaman is looking really good and Wonder Woman mm-hmm. is thriving. And Wonder Woman is thriving. Um, so what do you do now? Like you've got, you built this world, right? The whole idea is, is we're building this DC shared universe, and now you're yeah, saying, but like they, but they haven't. You know what I mean? And I think they've made so many missteps because they didn't keep it in line with any of the DC shows, and there was no reason not to. And and I think that that is part of what's hurt them. As a brand, it's like you can't keep just doing random shit and like going, well, but this is different. Like, and on the one hand, like, because there's been talk of like several Joker movies in the works. Oh, yeah. Walking Phoenix. And not Walking Phoenix is doing, yeah, Walking Phoenix is going to play the Joker in a movie with Robert De Niro, executive produced by Martin Scorsese. Right. So like you've got these others and there's and they're talking about and this is, I, I understand. And I'm like, well, now this is an interesting idea. And I feel like it's kind of the only avenue you have left because you didn't really make a good enough attempt to keep things together. Because it's certainly something that that happens in comic books that's, you know, after a while, though, it's not like after the first run of a comic then they're like and in an alternate version of this story blah 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 blah. like it's it's some shit that happens well, like later down the line because it's like oh we've been doing this for 20 years let's well, what's uh weird is this, what, what, what's, weird, what's weird about this whole situation is and what's sort of unprecedented in this whole situation is for better or worse they made a dc shared universe i mean they did ben affleck shows up as batman in suicide squad it, oh, it, well, in Suicide Squad, he shows up okay. as Batman in Suicide Squad, and they're doing a Harley Quinn-led because Margot Robbie was amazing as Harley Quinn, you know, star-making role for her. Um, while the I rest heard. of the movie, the rest of the movie falters a little bit. Um, it's fun enough, but it's not great. Um, but she is great in it, and so they're doing her and Batgirl and um, and someone else like uh, uh, Black Canary as sort of a, a, a female like Birds of Prey type of you know, going out Gotham sisters or whatever they're going to go do with them. And that's already in the works to happen. So you have a situation where, okay, you're going to be rebooting Batman, rebooting the Joker, 
getting a new Superman, but you still have Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn from the continuity that we already know is linked together. And Joker. Like, there's going to be... And Joker. But where does Joker... There's, like, three different Joker movies in production or in stock. And, like, one of them has name, and one of them, and the other two have, like, one of them is Joaquin Phoenix. I forget who the third one is. Um, But it would would be, like, like now going, okay, we're going to make an Iron Man movie without Robert Downey Jr. That is just... We're going to do three more Iron Man movies without Robert Downey Jr., totally unconnected to the rest of the Avengers movies, but we're mm. still going to make Avengers movies. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Like, so it's like, like, like I, it's, think, it's, I think because they misstepped, so, like, they're just so all over the place, and I think that's a big part of their problem. I think that's been a, a big reason why they have not ha- seen the same sort of success that the Marvel show the universe has had. I think that is a big reason why. Because, like, the shows were doing really well. You had following, you had people that liked them, you had people that liked them together. Because when there were crossovers, you're like, oh, yeah, you get excited. Like, you, you had something to work with there and to bring in to, in much the same way that, like, you've got things happening. Like, because I'm certain, I, I finally finished uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was finally the last, uh, maybe, season seven, eight, something like that. Whatever the season. one. Not the whatever finished and and just went up on Netflix not that long time not that long ago. Was I finally space? got to see yeah the one in space the one with yeah. the space Didn't time travel all that it was like, I mean it's been it had been good before that and it yeah and it, and it continued to be good and it's a great season for a lot of reasons and in a lot of ways it's very Star Trek. Um, with the can you imagine trying to go back and watching that first season of Shield now? Like watching. No, because like I cannot. I mean, I can only barely stand her as Daisy as it stands, and I really still kind of fucking hate her. But I really, really despised her as Sky. Like I just just watching watching the watching the show with with Sky and Agent Ward version one. Oh God, (laughs) yeah, like just like and you know consistently, what's great about the show is Colton, always great, but um. I, but I finally, I, I felt confident though that at some point during that season, um, there's linkage or there's sort of talk of reference to whatever happened in Infinity War, and I haven't seen it yet. Um, or maybe it's leading up to it was hinting at something that's going to happen in Infinity War, and I haven't. But you haven't, you haven't seen, seen Infinity yet. War yet. No. So. Um, we need to re- well, we we need to remedy this. You need to do a double feature of Infinity War, and <sighs> um and and Ready Player One because you you like all the talking we did I, about Ready I, Player One. No, I know. Gotta, I have I have them. I just I'm not I I have to be able to watch them in in the three I'm not gonna watch that shit in two D when I can watch it in three D. I have it. I just have to. I don't have access to my three D right now. Um, but I should soon, hopefully. So I will you're, you're, you're be to- watching you're, you're, both of those. You're, you're totally shitting over my quantity versus quality thing here. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Um, I I was so it's my it's my goal to watch those uh, very soon. But something I noticed because I was like in prep because I was like we have Infinity War, so I was like oh, you know what I haven't I haven't watched Avengers in a long fucking time and I haven't watched New Age of Ultron in a long fucking time. Like it'd be kind of cool to just you know, 
kind of do a rewatch of those before watching Infinity War. And, and I notice, you know, like, you know me, Col- what happens to Colson in, in the Avengers doesn't bother me any less. I cry just as much. Um, but like, it's just seeing that arc and it's knowing though how far, like it was so interesting kind of going back and seeing him there when I've got so much more of him from like the show from from agents of shield and it's awesome and cool and and it's something that you can't have even though he was in multiple movies before that there's such a depth there and and that's what i'm talking about with dc i feel like they just sort of you know shat in the bed because it's like you have that you had it going for you and you could have rolled that momentum at least partially into these movies and like you didn't fucking do that, and it's and I'm just like, why? To this day, that shit perplexes me. Like, there's just like a dumb decision, and I don't know well, why. And, they and you know what the other the, the other dumb decision was was they made Man of Steel, and it was not well received, and then they doubled down with Batman v Superman, and it oh, was man. not well received. Yeah, and that means you need. <laughs> and at that point. They could have said, okay, we're going to stop. And they, they, I'm not saying they have to do the TV universe. I'm okay with the TV universe being its own pocket universe and it can do its thing. Because, you know, if, if major world-shattering things happen in, in, like, in, in the movies, you know, then they don't, they don't necessarily have to affect the TV shows. Like, it, it's, there's something to be said for the Netflix Marvel shows, which take place, like, sort of si- in a sideways universe to the marvel universe and that they there is a thor and a captain america and and aliens invaded once but none of the other things that happened in the marvel universe ever happened in the in the netflix shows like they just don't talk about them all right well talk about the uh, in in the netflix shows they talk about the event right there's a lot of talk about the first avengers yeah yeah but there's nothing about ultron um, the best you get is is that uh, is that in Luke Cage they're using Justin Hammer tech from Iron Man Two, um, but there's no talk of any of the events of any of the other you know 17 Marvel films. None of those things happen um, in the Netflix shows. Whereas Agents of Shield, you know, has always been closely tied to all the things happening. Well, I think, um, it, but I but I think that actually makes sense because the difference is in Agents of Shield they are very um, connected. And 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 plugged into all of the goings on. It makes sense in a way that like. But you but but you know what Spider Man and Spider Man should be showing up. There's no reference to Spider Man. Spider Man should be showing up in these shows, or a reference to Spider Man should be happening in these shows. Or for for goodness sake, a character, any actor from any of the Marvel movies showing up in the Netflix shows would be awesome. Yeah, it would That'd be, be really awesome. Cool. But I'm saying it would it would be very cool. But I'm saying I don't feel like they're not connected. I don't feel like it's like, well, this doesn't make any sense because they do. They, they'll have like yeah. an off-handed remark about, you know, Captain America or something, or just the way that people react because, you know, they're these, you're one of those powered up people, aren't you? You're one of the mutants or something. You're one of those, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they sort of have that stuff there. And it makes sense to me that these characters are kind of, they're doing their own thing. They're not, they're, they're, like about their city and kind of their portion of the city at that. So like, it doesn't surprise me that they're not exactly 
you know, talking about fucking some shit that happened in another country. Like, you know, it's really funny though. Like, you know what I mean? The one thing it's, what's interesting to me is, is, is again, another side, you know, we're just all over the place here. Not talking about Star Trek. I have some Star Trek things to to talk about too, but, um, uh, the show talks about Hell's Kitchen. Like it's this, and I read comic books and I hadn't, didn't visit New York when I was a kid. And I guess, you know, there's a whole swath of the country who has never been to New York or maybe went to New York once or whatever. But when we go yeah. there in a whole different part of the city, it's worth noting that you and I did a trek off <laughs> show in Times Square. Remember, we did a trek off show in mm-hmm. Times Square. And then we went to go see my friend Natalie do her show in Hell's Kitchen. And it was literally a six minute walk. <laughs> like, like it was, yeah. it was, it would have been a three minute run. Like if you wanted to run, just, you know, if you were not like daredevil, if you were, you know, a frequent jogger, <laughs> like you could go, <laughs> like, like it's, it's worth noting that the late show with Stephen Colbert is on like the edge of hell's kitchen. Like it's right there. Like it's like right next to times square. Yeah, um, but I think most people don't know that. I, like, I, yeah, no, I, they don't. And, and when I when I was a I mean? kid, it was like when I was a kid, there was fancy New York and then Hell's Kitchen, where everyone will kill you. And in fact, <laughs> neither of those things are very true. Um, right. So, uh, so the question then. Oh wait, two things. One, you were. I want to say one more thing about Agents of Shield. Then we'll leave it behind. You know how they're dealing with the whole Agents of Shield thing, right? Is that that everyone knows that Avengers: Infinity War is part one of what is really a two-part story. The 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 film coming out next year was actually going to be called Infinity War Part Two, and then they changed it. It's going to be called something else. But it is definitely a conclusion to the story and there's a certain amount of cliffhangeriness at the end of the first Avengers. We knew oh, this. I was, I was, I was warned of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, like, like, I everyone, haven't watched it yet because I don't like that. Well, well, and we, and we knew this. I mean, that's the thing when they first announced they were making infinity war and they told the dates, they said infinity war part one, infinity war part two. And they've said, okay, well the second one's going to have a different, a very different tone than the first one. So we're changing the name, which makes sense, right? Like Kill Bill 1 and Kill Bill 2 are definitely connected to one another, but Kill Bill Volume 2 is incredibly different than Kill Bill Volume 1. And so if they called Kill Bill Volume 2 something else, that would also make sense. Because yeah. while, while a continuation, it is thematically and tonally and pacing-wise a totally different, equally good, but totally different film. Um, so that's kind that. of what they that's did. What so so mm-hmm. here's how they're dealing with it on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because you can't deal with it. I mean, it's 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 an Avengers movie, so of course it's world-changing events because that's what the Avengers movies are. They're the, the biggest of the big is the Avengers. When, when a Thor movie and an Iron Man movie and a Captain America movie aren't big enough, it becomes an Avengers movie. Um, (laughs) so what shield is doing shields going into its final season it's going to be a half season of only like 10 episodes and those 10 episodes those 10 episodes are starting next summer summer of 2019 after the next avengers movie comes out so that they don't have to have an entire season of dealing with the fact that the two avengers movies are probably going to take place within like a week of each other you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, like, like how's that you know, timeline gonna work out? You know, it's like can you imagine having a TV show that had to take place between the end of Back to the Future Two and Back to the Future Three? Six months of TV show to keep place in that yeah. time would not <laughs> it's work. It's like it's it's so it was like Joss was saying in the in the in the anniversary retrospective thing. He was talking about because everyone was like, "Oh, it'd be so cool if they did it again. If they did more Buffy." 
And he's like, well, obviously, I mean, if we did, it would be older, you know, like, they could, I mean, they could play younger because they all look great. But like, it would be ridiculous, you know, like, we're, we're still at high school. Here's my diapers. Like, you know what I mean? Well, okay. Yeah, so have, some point. Have, <laughs> have we talked since the Buffy reboot? Have we talked? We've talked about the Buffy reboot, right? It's no, been so long right. since we've talked. I know. Right, so maybe we haven't. Um, the Buffy, so Buffy, it's been announced that Buffy reboot's happening. Oh, it's it being, is. It's so, being, it is it's being made right now. Well, or a continuation. So here's the deal. I guess I guess I talked continuation good uh, reboot. Not we talk, we, we, well, we talked about it on the show, um, and maybe it was with one of our guest hosts. Um, so there, it was announced that they are doing a Buffy. Uh, they're they're doing a new Buffy. There's a, a new show about Buffy, but it's with a black actress playing the main character. Now, the people reporting it said a black actress playing Buffy. And you had two groups of people up in arms again, see our prior memo re, you know, Finn in Star Wars mm-hmm. um, about how, you know, why are you changing Buffy? That, that's fundamentally different to who she was. And on the other side, you're racist for saying any of this. Um, right. The, the new showrunner. So the show is going to be executive produced by Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon is going to be helping with the conception of the show, but then he's not running the show. He's not going to be showing. I, I, I hope it's not. I don't know. Well, I don't so know. here's. It is, I feel so like here's it needs so to be a different show because, like, to not. I, to well, hear me. Hear me out. Let me. Let me get. Let me, let me give you all like, the, let me give you all the data. Let me give you all the data, and then, and then you can respond. Let me. Let me tell you what, right. what 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 they're doing. So, there was quite the hullabaloo, and at the end of the hullabaloo, um, the the new showrunner said, "Hold on, take a breath." First off, I'm not going to screw the show over. There are so many filmmakers out there who say that Star Wars is the reason that they wanted to go into movies. Star Wars is what brought them into wanting to make scripted visual stuff. For me, that Star Wars is Buffy. I I lived Buffy. I watched Buffy. I Buffy was my Bible. Buffy is is all I I did. It was it is it was an obsession for me when it was on when it was on the air. So you need to understand Buffy is, is as essential to me as a filmmaker, as a TV showrunner, as Star Wars is to the, the new age of filmmakers who are coming up today. That is what Buffy is to me. So I'm not going to screw it up. Secondly, I would never dream of trying to recreate Buffy. And I never necessarily said what it was going to be. I don't want to spoil the surprise on what it's going to be, but it may not be what you think it is. So the question then becomes, can you do a soft reboot of Buffy? What is a soft reboot? A soft reboot is when you do a reboot within the continuity. Um, Star Wars Episode uh, Seven being a great example of a soft reboot. It is clearly a reboot of A New Hope. They're just doing New Hope again, but doing it on with steroids. new characters. For, for doing it with, well, not just on steroids, but with new characters mm-hmm. and also within the original continuity. And that's key. Yeah. Right? That's the key thing. So, yeah. So, so it's, within, worth yeah, it's later. And I do. And that's what I'm saying, because I do believe that if, if it is still within the Buffy universe, right, it is still Buffy, the, the Buffy verse. She's not Buffy, but she's a slayer. That totally new cast, particularly totally people you haven't seen. And then second season. I'm sorry, you bring in Giles. 
like Giles has a part that you or someone you Giles or someone from the original cast who has a part to play in the new universe after the first season is done. And that's like, I, that's exactly the, the direction that I think that you'd be I'd like to, go. to see that though. Like, but that's what uh, I, I, I'm saying. There's, there's, there's foundation already laid for that to work. Like, because of the way that Buffy ended on, on television. But like it, when you say reboot and, and you know, not, not to be racist, right. Which of course is always what you say before you're going to be racist, but like yeah, every every sentence of those words means you're going to be racist. But I'm saying yeah. like what Joss was saying, um, and this actually made me a little less upset about who Buffy was because I, you know me, I like I, I I'm tired of you know that girl, right? Uh, you know sure. because I'm not that girl and I want to see me and stuff, right? Um, but he like hearing him talk about it he had a very specific vision and it totally made sense he was like i wanted that you know cheerleader blonde cheerleader you know the one who always gets killed first in the horror movie i wanted that girl you know the the you know seemingly dumb you know flaky blonde cheerleader chick i wanted to be like oh wait though she's actually the scary one and it's worth it's actually the powerful it's, one and so uh, like that's the only reason it doesn't make sense for her to be buffy but what they did at the end of the show was and i loved this idea and i and i found that i'm and i'm actually re-watching buffy now as a result of having watched that because i was like you know at the time i remember when she had like unlocked all the layers and all this stuff i had i was like oh wow we're really off the rails now aren't we um but like the metaphor there for feminism in general, like what is this bullshit about like one in a generation, like just this one girl gets it. Like let's unlock it for all of us. Let's make all potential players. Let's give them their power. Like why, why don't they get to have it? You know, like that's bullshit. And they do the spell and then everybody does it. I'm like, I love that. And I love the idea of if you're going to do a new story in that universe, I absolutely think a great place to start is something that has been for a very long time, you know, marginalized in not just television, but movies and, and everywhere. I think going with a, um, going with a woman of color as the, you know, the Buffy character is fantastic. I love that. So I, and so I think the, it's the exact place to go after this, where they end. Yeah. Well, the nerd, the, the nerd in me, notes that there have been four more seasons of Buffy in comic book form. Right. Um, and I don't and know how Joss that Whedon, goes. Joss Whedon so. wrote quite a lot of that. Executive produced all and, of and it. And they're called, um, it's called season eight, if I understand correctly. And season nine and season 10 and season 11 and maybe even season 12. Um, as well wow, as spinoff comics. Much? Spinoff comics with Angel. Um, in the comics, uh, Angel came back and was and was evil and possessed and killed Giles. And then oh, I wow. love this Giles. And then, and then because he killed Giles, he felt so guilty about it. He went to another tailspin and then faith, uh, went with him to, cause she felt like she had things to make up for. And they had a, a wonderful comic called angel of faith where they angel and faith, where they go and they, um, the two of them actively seeking redemption in a completely non-romantic friendship. 
which is beautiful. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, and then they resurrected Giles as a teenager with Giles's adult psyche and personality, but he has to live as a teenager going to Sunnydale High, which uh-huh. I never read. But I swear, I swear, of all the Buffy comics, it's the one I want, I want to read the most. Because how funny is that, right? How funny is yeah, that? Yeah, that sounds like, hysterical. I mean, just just going, just the fact that I'm like, I'm, I'm part way into season one at this point on my Buffy rewatch, and like, <laughs> just Giles is like his little comment. About, so can you imagine Giles having so to be funny. having to exist as a peer with these people? That's that's what I'm saying. Like, so just hear oh, his little comment. It's there, a great like, idea. Just the idea sounds it sounds fucking hysterical for sure. So. So evidently, these were all put out by uh, Dark Horse, and Fox has turned around and said, "Yeah, we um, we want our license back." And Dark Horse, you you're going to stop making Buffy comics now, and you've got three issues. You've three issues finished up. So Joss is wrapping it up. My hope is that he does what I always said. I hope they did for the Kelvin universe in Star in Star Trek is that they they wrap their continuity into a pocket universe where they create an alternate timeline that starts at the end of season seven of Buffy that continues on and they do it in comic form. So you don't just say, Oh, the comics never happened. You say they did happen their own, their own, their own spot. So, cause you can't expect that their, your TV viewers to be, be and knowledgeable or beholden to anything happening in the comics. So yeah, if there's I a, that, yeah, I think that's an, unex- I think that's yeah, an unrealistic expectation. And if, if there's and a, it depends on how much you pull from it, if, if you really need yeah. it or if it's just a sprinkling or a, you know, a, but if there's a time travel there, way, but if there's a time travel way to go, okay, the comics happened and they mattered and they actually saved the universe. So you get to the end and go, the whole universe is going to be destroyed unless they go back and give up what they've had and use what they've learned. And, and it's, and it's worthwhile that they did what they did. And then they get to go back to this, you know, to this point at the end of the, like, I hope that's what they do. And they don't. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I, what I, it's because like I, I said, like the where like where the show ends is a really great place to have. A, yeah, a but you know, I think you, I, I think you have, I think you have to undo Sorry. that too. I think you have to undo that too because if the point is you're dealing with the plight of a world where, unfortunately, women and women of color are still disempowered. Are, are they're more empowered than they were before, but they're still not empowered to the point where they need to be. You don't want a world of already empowered women because that's not that's not reflecting the the world as it is, and it's the it's the quest for empowerment that you know. So I don't know how you do it, but I know that they're going to still a personalized ha- quest for empowerment. Like just because like the the potential is unlocked in. And it's not like it's all women everywhere. It's some percentage, sure. obviously. You know what I mean? Like, I think there is a place, and, and particularly where now you've got Buffy as a, a figurehead, as a, you know, like she's well, I don't, the first I don't think one, right? In it. I think, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be the Highlander TV series to the original Highlander. I don't think that, like, that sure. maybe I, she shows up in the first episode, but. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Where where she's like a legendary figure. That's what I mean. Like she's Buffy, you know, the one who made it all possible. And and you know, I think what that series. gives you is what I think that gives you that is interesting in this scenario um, is that this person, whoever she is, actually does have a choice. 
Like, because Buffy kind of didn't. Like, and that was a thing that that was part of, you know, they, they even said, like, if her mom's like, have you tried not being the Slayer? Yeah. Um, which was obviously kind of a, an, an allusion to, to sort of coming out as gay, that kind of thing, right? But I have you know, the ability I, here to do a thing with this where it's like, okay, you have the potential. You had your powers been unlocked and you're a Slayer. But like you can choose not to be, or you can choose to be, and so it's a different kind of story. I don't want it, it, it. I think it shouldn't tell the same story that was already told. I think it needs so here's to the tell thing. a different story. You know, in it being a soft reboot, I think that what I would, I, I mean, my preference is that they undo the unlocking at the end of the last one or make it not relevant to what's going on in this. And of course you can't assume that everybody's already seen it. So if like, like if you're going to do a soft reboot, you're going to say at one point it was unlocked and it's no longer unlocked or something that happened, blah, blah, blah. I kind of think that's a way to go. I've always said that, that a, a thing that you could do, and I'm stealing from my own idea from ninjas versus monsters, but I would love to say that, that, you know, there was an incident that nobody knows about, and that all, you know, demonic energy and stuff was removed from the world and vampires started to age, hint, hint. Go ahead and say that that's been happening. Um, and, and suddenly all the hell spawn is coming back in. And, you know, that way you can have vampires like Spike and Angel show up and they, they are... Yeah, know, because and, and, I want them there very badly. <laughs> you know um, well, Angel, Angel won't. Angel, Angel, I mean, David Boreanaz... Um, has moved on. He's very happy about what's going on, but he doesn't need it. But James Marsters, you know, yeah, bring him back, please. Um, uh, but why, you have, why do you think, like, you don't think David Boreanaz would be on board? I mean, he's just saying, why he's, not? he's moved on, you know, because it was a job to him. He was very good at his job, but he's like, he played Bones for way, or for, he played Booth for way longer than he ever played Angel. Um, and then he's already on to a new show. He's, you know, He's an actor who's moved on with his life. He doesn't. He's I'm on sure to another on. show after, or is Bones still running? No, no, Bones is gone, and he's doing like it's a it's a military show that he's doing now. Um, but I think that in any case, I I love the idea of rebooting Buffy almost as it was because, first of all, being being a woman of color, and second of all, in the world today, I want to see three. I want to see two to three seasons of her in high school. You know, maybe two dealing with things that high schoolers deal with today. There was no social media back then. There was no, no I know there was mm-hmm. no, there was no sexting. There was no, you know, there, there was not a me too movement. There, there was not a backlash. huge trial to, to, to show yeah. in, in, in growing in, in the growing pains of, you know, that transition from childhood into, you know, adulthood. I think it is. And, the, and the same thing for male characters, like, like Sandra, there are things that, that boys have to deal with now that boys did not have to deal with before. And, they, and new transitions into college, things that, that are happening now that weren't happening before. And I mean, there's, there's, there's so much life. Life has changed so very, very much. Oh, so very, very much. I mean, I, and, like, there's a, a couple of Netflix movies that I watched, like Netflix original movies. And, and I think there was one that's called like, um, uh, the name of the character, she says she's a, she's a loser or something like that. But it, it's really interesting hearing her talk about like wanting to, you know, this character in this film who's, you know, in her last, you know, senior year in high school and she's talking about wanting to go to Stanford. And there's this, like this scene like with her 
you know, counselor who's like, okay, well, so what's your, what's your thing? She's like, well, I've, you know, got these kinds of grades. She's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. But like, what's your, like, have you started a social media movement? Do you have a, a YouTube channel? Do you, you know what I mean? Like, what if yeah. you, what's your cell? And I'm like, what? Like, that's insanity. And then like, there's another point when she's like talking to a friend of hers in the classroom and he's like, worried about, gosh, I, I need, it. need more stuff for my resume how to get, in, you know, into college. She was like, how about your straight A's? He's like, what do you think this is, the 90s? Like, that's not enough. And it's like, it never even occurred to me, but it isn't enough these days, right? Like, it's a totally different landscape because of social media, because of yeah. all the other shit. It's like, how do you sell yourself to a college now? Like, it's not as simple as, I, you know, almost got a perfect score on my SATs, or I didn't get a perfect score on my SATs, or I have all these A's, and I have, you know, AP classes, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that shit is almost expected at this point. Well, and, like, that's, and that's now the thing. What? If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do a Buffy show, like, like, and and to show this an allegory, and to show, you know, again, you know, I, on Buffy, of course, she was 17 when she graduated high school, and the next season, she was clearly 24. You know, especially Anya, like Anya was like a high school senior and then she was 30. <laughs> like, Stop, like it's, well, I did not, I'm not saying the way she looked. I'm just saying the character, they, they, you know, they, like, if you think about the, at the end of the show, Xander was 21 and was the foreman and the head of a whole construction agency. You know, like, it's like, like, they, they, they were like, like, you know, like even Xander, who's supposed to be the loser, is a giant winner. Like if you think about it, yeah. he's like 22 and in charge of everything. Like so, but what we don't have is we don't have we don't have that true, you know, millennial angst here that that you could also have the 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 you know, I'm so I should have made it and I didn't. I mean, there, there's so much that you can introduce that is happening now that was not happening when Buffy was going on. To, and to use the demon allegories again, I think is really good because kids are still out there fighting demons, but they're different demons than they used to be. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think that would, I think that's a show that I, that I'd really be very interested in seeing. So I'm excited about that. So I, before we finish our show, I do want to make sure there's a bunch of Star Trek news, and I just want to run it by you real quick. Um, have you been keeping up with Star Trek news at all? Oh, don't hate me, guys, but that's where we're going to end tonight. Um, we have so much more that we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about Picard. We're going to be talking about uh, Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth uh, departing the Kelvin universe. We're going to talk about James Gunn and the Guardians of the Galaxy. So much to get to. Uh, we have a whole nother hour almost of show after this that we're going to be bringing to you next week. But uh, for now, on behalf of Alexia, who are we not excited that she's back? Let her know on Facebook. Please let her know. She's going to be so excited. Facebook. Uh, and also uh, drop us a line on the Trek Hop page as well. Okay. Thanks, everybody. And as Alexia is going to say at the end of the next episode, Trek Hop. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.